Hello. Hello. Um, welcome to the second of the Leeds Book Club podcasts, uh, all Valentine's themed for Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> and this time around, we're looking at Deirdre Purcell's Falling for a Dancer, the book and the BBC TV series that was subsequently made. Mm. Um, I read this book uh, about a month ago, um, borrowing it off Dr. Me. Evil, um, when we uh, found it on her bookshelves. Um, and I absolutely loved it and I, it's become one of my favourite romance novels in a very short amount of time. I recommend it to quite a lot of people and I thought it'd be nice for Valentine's Day just to talk about a book that's about actual romance as opposed to lust and yeah. all of that sort of thing. It's nice to talk about a book that has actual romance and lust and, lust and, and violence sort of and misery, violence and misery and and teenage pregnancy and, and yeah. being outcast by a society. Oh sorry, in case you haven't gathered this yet at, at this point, it's an Irish book. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the pain and the misery <laughs> goes hand in hand. <laughs> oh, let's not forget the 1930s weren't that great for women in England either, but for... Yeah, the 1930s, I think, were a fairly grey decade. Grey decade in, in, in general. Just to, to sum up, because it, it's kind of... It's a bit of a ridiculously long book, mm. and it's got a really it's lovely, though, convoluted storyline, um, which all makes perfect sense when you're reading it, mm. but it's going to sound a bit ridiculous, so bear with me. It... The book is all about Elizabeth. Elizabeth at 17 goes on holiday up for a month or so to Dublin, falls in love, oh, loses head and heart and um, everything else and everything else to uh, if you know what we're saying. a married actor. So when she Use comes home and finds bag. that uh, she is pregnant, she tells her parents and they say that they'll arrange a marriage tour to a much older man in the back end of beyond where she can raise the child and pretend that it's his. And she's so disgusted about this, she said she'd rather go to the nuns. And the parents obviously call her bluff. She takes one look at the nuns and thinks, that. <laughs> that 40 year old bloke doesn't sound so bad after <laughs> all. Um, she goes and marries Neely and becomes the stepmother to his five children has one or two of yes. her own um, so they end up with seven or something in total Neely by the way is one of those characters who at one point in his life might have been quite a decent guy but then his wife died and saddled him with five kids and now he's just a little bitter an asshole a little bitter shall we say an abusive asshole he, he comes across as a, as a lot more of an asshole in, in the um, TV, TV series yeah. in, the book. in the book he's just sad well, and he does and try, but he kind of fails miserably. Miserably, yeah. And, and it's at this point that the book and the TV series go off in different directions. Yes. Um, Neely, she, she, Elizabeth has a bit of a romance, a bit of a dance with <laughs> a, a younger guy. Um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. It's not what he's called in the book, but it is what he is from now on. And, um, Who looks lovely. And throughout. Neely finds out and he gets all upset. And Neely ends up dead and Colin Farrell's character is blamed for it. Hmm. Masi Sheehan happens to be a neighbour. At this point in the book, he gets together with Elizabeth and says, if you marry me, I'll tell the courts that your boyfriend didn't kill your husband. And after a lot of soul searching, that's kind of what she does. He then tells the courts, who don't believe him, but find out anyway that there isn't enough evidence or whatever. So they acquit the young lad. But she's now in a position where the young lad's available, but she, she isn't. Neighbour Mossy is married to her but pays no more attention to her than he would the wind and the children are starting to rebel quite a bit particularly the eldest one Kathleen who falls in love with she's a wandering she's the eldest one she's the second, second eldest Mary's, Mary's the eldest, the eldest um, who falls in love with a wandering playwright who you'll never guess oh guess who he happens to happens be happens to be guess who do you remember the, the, the bastard from earlier yeah. oh yeah him yeah so tw what ten years on, ten years he's, on still he's still at, he's bastard. still quite likes his, his um, not quite girls. legal teen teenagers 
and um, she goes off, gets pregnant, comes back. It's all a big drama. And Elizabeth realises that she's starting to rely more and more on Massey. Oh, and her feelings for him change. Yeah, but she doesn't realise it, though. She, no, she stupid. doesn't. She doesn't realise it until one day he loses lost. the rag with her completely. He kind oh, of grabs her in the kitchen the and snugs the face off her. Oh, it's lovely. And, um, and it's quite, in, in a way, it was quite shocking to get to that end because oh, there's no formal declaration or of love or anything like that but they basically have at it on the kitchen table as you bloody would as you bloody well do and then fine and all the kids at this point are done, really happy mossies in the family and it's lovely the mm. tv series on the other hand doesn't Ruins have it. them get married instead it like turns the whole thing it, pride and prejudice is the whole thing it does a good enough job of the playwright bit the beginning even yeah. the middle is done quite well yeah. but the end it just totally bottles it it loves this you know it's Irish, so it has to end at the altar. Like, I mean, I know how that's how many Irish it lives it end. It should end on the kitchen table. But it just takes all the <laughs> raunchiness out of it. Now, we love it. We love it for, for a couple of reasons. Hmm. Your whole love versus lust thing is quite yeah. fun here. Yeah, well, I mean, I have this massive theory that quite a lot of books, um, in the blog earlier on, I did this thing called The Steelathon, where I read, like, 12 Daniel Steels in a week, and it just took over my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I have this thing where there's two different things. There's love and there's lust. And you can lust over the person you love, mm. but if it's just lust, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think there's too many romance novels, and especially on Valentine's Day, that confuse the two. If you fancy somebody and you want to get it on on the kitchen table with them, that's fair enough. But don't say it's love because it's not. Mm. Um, I'm just sick of relationships where I mean, okay, Scott Pilgrim is a prime oh, example. Scott Pilgrim, she Scott falls Pilgrim falls had for no reason. He likes her because she's quirky, and then oh, he dislikes quirky. her. He gets worried about her because she changes the color of her hair, and you're just kind of going, this, this if is you, not really you, the, the sort of characteristics you want. Entire basis <laughs> on your relationship is because they're quirky. Then you need to a stop being fourteen. Yeah, don't ever watch Annie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no, I'm sorry, but if you love somebody, it's different to being enamoured of them and mm. thinking that they're pretty. And I think that's something that comes across really well in the book. Like, yeah. she has her various periods she where she it. lusts after characters. The thing I like about the book is that Elizabeth, the, 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 the protagonist Elizabeth, um, grows so much as a character. Yeah. She learns um, about herself as a sexual woman. And in the book, she actually does end up, you know, doing the... Doing the deed. Doing the... I'm trying to think horizontal polka <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more kind of like no pants dance with oh <laughs> the beast with two backs <laughs> anyway Le Petit Mort Le Petit oh lord um and anyway, in the book, anyway, she, she, she and she and Colin Firth have at it. Have at it, and um, you know, and she learns at the end that actually she doesn't really love this Danny, who's Colin mm. Firth's character. Um, she because you know she's a twenty-eight-year-old woman who's raising seven children and is a widow, but and he's well, a seventeen-year-old boy in the, who's a very pretty who up until this point had been flirting with her two eldest. <laughs> the thing as well about the book is that it's explored so well in that the other character, um, Tilly, who becomes her best friend um, down in is it Bora? I can't Bora Bora peninsula in the west coast of Ireland which is just bleak it's it's, it's all very beautiful it's beautiful but you just bleak. wouldn't want to live there you just wouldn't want to live there um and uh, Tilly who's her best friend there um who's married she 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 talks about you know well you know if women of Ireland did what they wanted to do then the world would just you know, fall apart fall apart and there's some lovely little moments there because Elizabeth is so wrapped up in her own life mm. she very much is a very young woman in that mm. sense um and and there, Tilly is just this voice behind her She's that kind of lets almost. slip every now and again that actually Elizabeth, you're not the first woman who's ever been tempted mm. to have a bit of a bit of a flirt. 
and actually there are some women who manage to do it and not get caught you know <laughs> and well well in Tilly's case I think that they that, would have loved yeah. a child but um but yeah I mean there, Tilly, Tilly is the constant comparison that you're looking at kind of going Jesus Elizabeth if you had a little bit more cop on mm. you could be like Tilly one day mm. which isn't what anybody wants you don't want to she see, she's happy she loves her hu- husband but, but she's aware that, that there's a lack you know she's aware that she didn't have all the America. options in her life that she maybe could have had um, and I love Tilly for that reason mm. but I also like the fact that she does hold up a mirror every now and again and go god you're a self-centred little child <laughs> and Elizabeth kind of goes ah you're right forgive me I'm sorry the book is incredibly sad at places especially when it comes to relationship with the children and her parents and I think that family ties are explored a lot because mm. obviously in this period of history and the place where it's set your family is incredibly important because they are the people I actually think on. the TV series does that better because in the book there's a whole the lot of undercurrents in but in the TV series there's this moment where the mum and the dad are clearly talking about something that happened many years before Elizabeth may have even been born or yeah. got pregnant and uh, and he just turns around and he goes and you'll never forgive me for it will you and in that one sentence in the TV series you're suddenly going Oh, what did you do? What did you do, what did you do in the past? Do, and yes. it, it gives a context that in the book you're very in the book. To be honest, I, as a modern Irish woman who mm. has great support from my parents, mm. I was kind of reading it, sort of going, "Jesus, w- did we just breed them very cold back then, or what?" <laughs> I think. And that in moment in the TV people. series, you kind of go. Oh, there, there's a whole history here that belongs to the past that we don't well, even know the about. The relationship she has with her children, especially. I mean, the the two older girls, Kathleen and Mary, as we said before, Kathleen goes off and uh, does her thing and oh comes back. Oh God, and, and Mary! But, but the bit the bit that made me weep a little bit inside. Well, I'm not going to lie. I was sobbing. I was I was reading this in bed, texting Neville, going, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" She says she'll keep the baby because Ka- Elizabeth goes to see Kathleen, and Kathleen's there, and she's pregnant, and she's so scared, and she's like, "What do I do?" And Elizabeth's like, if "I am I in any position to kick you to out. kick you out?" And Elizabeth goes to the priest and says, "I wanted to know Kathleen's pregnant. We're keeping it." And she says the word "pregnant," and it's a such a big thing to take power and ownership over your own body and the wings your own body does. Abortion I is never even well mentioned as well. Novel. That the um that the well it, I mean let's, it wouldn't be, let's, would it? there's no judgment statement applied to that abortion wasn't available in Ireland at that no. time Avor- abortion is still, still not, not available, available in Ireland time. nowadays though I think if she were to write that book She'd in a modern vote. setting it there would have been a discussion of going over to, to England to be honest to catch the boat but I don't think that um it necessarily uh, the, the vast majority of women I know in Ireland it's still not a consideration so that's purely a contextual thing Mm. rather than I think any sort of judgement but I loved the fact that the priest was well written enough Mm. that he was looking at Mrs Scollard and he knew exactly what she was doing he was aware that I I mean there's there's some phrase in the book where um, where she goes oh thank you for your help father but it won't be needed Mm. despite both of them knowing that no offer of help had had been made Mm. do you know what I mean and and he's clever enough to look at her and he recognises that she's taken the power back and I Mm. thought that was really significant as well I I thought the the, um, relationship he has with the neighbours is is fantastic you can see this community and how it works I mean they're very very spread out but the way they help each other and Mossy is the name oh god Mossy but but there's also we're not the only culture around whom land matters more than it does I, I don't think land is as significant in this country no, say, not as at all. it is I in Ireland that's even I now ident- I mean, I, I mean I've only been to Wildwood Woods I've been to Mayo and land there they're fighting for their land at the moment and I think that in England where I'm from anyway at least we don't have the same kind of 
this is my bit of land but I'm from mm. a town I'm from I'm from an urban setting mm. I know a lot of people from Yorkshire especially we've got a friend whose parents live in the country yep. um, his 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 mum is very proud of their land and he has inherited that and he mm. has this this is my land and he wants yeah. a garden because it's my bit of bit of earth and I think but it's like Lex Luthor says in Superman the only thing they're not making any more of is land. Mm. But it's, it's it's more self-made in Ireland. It's the heritage that goes behind it. This is this is our land. This is our mm. family's mm. land. We have fought for this, mm. and I think as well because in Ireland I mean, you have to fight a hell of a lot more for your land. Well, I have, you have a friend. In this country. I have a friend. We in just go out and nick everybody else's in this country. <laughs> I have a friend from from home, um, from from school rather, and um, and her father inherited the farm because he was ideally, well, he he inherit he he acquired the farm because oh. his eldest brother was running it into the ground mm. and the family kind of got together and said well you're the one with the skill set and the time and you live in the region so you just have to go in and that's caused ructions between the two brothers yeah. because on the one hand you've got the older brother who knows that he wasn't ideally suited to it but the, the shame mm. you know it, it's and, and, and it so impacts on, on cousins that don't talk to each other you know and I mean it, it that's not that's something that is Another current thing so. that I thought was great in the book especially when it relates to Ireland is the um, emigration all the people in the town have emigrated to the same place, the same town in Montana. I, I think it is Montana, and, yeah, and, and 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 it could be anywhere. It could to be, be anywhere. To be honest, I can't really remember. But it's it's that 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 notion that some people have emigrated a hundred years ago during mm. the famine, say, mm. and they've kept up that tradition. They've sent their brothers and their sons and uh, and their daughters over yeah. there to that place to build a new community <laughs> there. As an Irish woman living in England, I couldn't relate to that concept <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know, I don't know where you're pulling that nonsense you from. You're, you're colonising us, Neve. <laughs> you're doing it. But then again, it's, 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 I mean, as an English woman, reading about this time, I was transported to Ireland in the 1930s, and I, you know, I am a great reader of some Irish fiction Mm. especially romance novels I mean Maeve Binchy classic example you have to yeah. mention it I grew up on Maeve Binchy in my teens I still love her now I will read a Maeve Binchy and, and enjoy it mm. um, and this I is would a put lot the two of them in ver I think the two very, authors very are in very similar um, similar categories yeah, very, but different, very approaches. different approaches and this is a very different time I mean this is the 1930s when if you read like this novel and then you read Tyler Road that's set in the 80, 80s it's changed somewhat. Mm. I actually think the better comparison for this book would be Circle of Friends. Mm, yes, um, so because even book. just that change of 20 years means that the consideration of what you do if you have an unwanted pregnancy mm. is totally different to what it would have been in the 1930s. I do yeah. think that... It, now, I, know, I believe that there are sequels to this book. Are there? And now, on the one hand, Ooh. I'm quite tempted to read them because oh. I really enjoyed this. I'd like to know what happened to the children. I'd like to know what happened to Massey. Fuck the, the, the children, like, you know. Can we just say um, Neil Cunningham? Liam, plays, Liam, Liam Cunningham. Cunningham. Liam Cunningham plays not Massey in the film. Oh my lord! He's what a revelation! Very, very beautiful man. Can you believe that that guy was an English teacher? There was a class oh, for girls that used to go in it. and have a boring English Mr. class with Cunningham. him. I, oh, are you kidding? Are you kidding? An English teacher? Imagine him introducing you to James Heaney. So imagine he. Not. Now, even aside from the fact that my father taught at the school <laughs> that I went to, we did not fancy. Any oh, of our teachers. I, I that was a just a non-entity. Major crush on my maths teacher. It's probably one of the reasons I got a C. <laughs> to be honest, one of the girls in our year after school ended up copping up with copping off with one of the um, the sub teachers there, and we were all kind of like, "Oh my god, that's kind of cool." And there was also an element of just going, "Ew, teacher kiss." Ew. <laughs> and this highlightless um, podcast. <laughs> well, they'll be getting back to the book. There have been no names there mentioned. Have been no name mentioned. Um, no, I th I thought the I mean. 
the hard thing about the BBC adaptation oh. is that like you you look at stuff like Pride and Prejudice, mm. even the Jane Eyre that oh. was done most recently on on the Beeb, um, or the North and South, and there's oh, a certain sumptuousness to the environment. You know, like when they're yeah. down south in North and South, it's all hazy visions, fields of and gold. North, it when they're up north, it's gritty, it but it's all old buildings and that kind of thing. One of the things I found difficult was it was like, how is it the same people that made this? Because that part of Ireland, if they wanted to make it look wild. <laughs> Miserable. They, they succeeded, they really and I mean, wh when she there's a oh god, there's a. I don't want to say that it's a rape scene oh, it's because no, it's, it's not a rape it, scene. It, it, it's a it's a sex between two consenting adults, one of whom hasn't a clue, and the other of whom has no voice to express what she actually wants to happen. But it's horrible. It's, it's, it's really grim viewing, and it actually impacts on you far more than a violent. Th there is a violent scene that yeah, comes up later, yeah. but it actually has less impact than that this initial one. But um, but and it's, the whole environment's so grim. It's so grim, and they don't wear coats. It's it's. I mean, when I was in Mayo, which is a similar sort of territory, it's very wild, very rugged, very very hilly, shall we say, um, lots of rocks, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. But it's so cold and windy, and they don't wear coats. They don't even wear but cardigans. But I find that back home, especially with the, the lads, out in the they're wandering suits. around in short short trousers and, and t-shirts. I have no problem with men wandering around in their white linen, you know, 1930s shirts with the little waistcoats and the flat caps. That's fine. See, the accent <laughs> still the accent still works on you. Do you know what I mean? Well. Yeah, um, that's, that's why do you think we're. Whereas friends? I'm just, I'm just looking at them, kind of going, I'm, I'm a, a warm-blooded creature. I need a guy who understands why the temperature in the house is two degree warmer than everybody else's. So that whole wandering around in your shirt sleeves. It's Ugh. so cold, but it's it's beautiful. I mean, the house- And they were so they pale. I mean, the they really they were in. so pale. Um, has this weird little kind of ruin house next door. And I was like, why Why are they living next to a ruin house? And neighbors like, oh, that's the old croft. Yeah, we, we, we used to have it's an outhouse just, and it's well, like not odd to me. That's just in, oh, I, it's such a different landscape from where I grew up. I mean, I grew up on the, on the um, east coast of England, um, which is, is again, equally, in my opinion, beautiful, um, but a lot less rugged, shall we say. Um, no, but the, I mean, the TV accusations don't you find when you were shot. watching it that you were just kind of like, you know, okay, one of the things that I both like and loathe about the, the recent Pride and Prejudice film adaptation yep. with Keira Knightley and what yeah. you call him from Spooks, Matthew McFadden. McFadden? McFadden? Something anyway, like that. We can't that, even remember that his name, that's how we forget all of Mr. Darcy actually yeah, is. Mr. Darcy is Mr. Darcy, Mr. as far Darcy. as I'm Colin concerned. Colin Firth is Mr. Darcy. No, Mr. Darcy is Mr. Darcy. Oh, Colin Firth just happened Colin to portray him that one time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's how he looks. That's Colin how he is in my head. But in the recent film adaptation, there's there's this thing where you kind of get the sense that it's all a bit grotty. Yeah, that's and, what I liked. And I liked, I liked the though. fact that they were a little bit dirty because I think that way back when they probably looked far more like Keira Knightley's crowd than they well, looked like in, in the book Jennifer Ely's one. In the book of Pride and Prejudice, he admires it because she gets her skirts wet and, and it's yeah. a lot more apparent that she does. She does go out and tramp around in bogs. Because and if she's walking girl. two miles to go see her sister Jane, I'm sorry, you can call it glowing if you like, but that glowing comes with a B.O. smell, you know. <laughs> Especially in so, Restoration Britain. <laughs> so that made sense to me. Um, but but looking at it, uh, uh, like, like if you were to compare the Pride and Prejudice series. Regency. 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 But if you were to compare Sorry, Pride and Prejudice keeps. and, yeah, um, and, and I just can, think they look so poor. Yeah. It looks so horrible and miserable. Yeah. But 
I actually think in Masi Sheehan we have oh Masi Sheehan uh, a, a man a up there with the man. Rochesters. He's not in the TV version enough. He has far no. more. Li- I mean, there's this bit where he basically blackmails Elizabeth into marrying him, and she oh, agrees it's to so do it. Funny. And then and then he describes how up. he watches her walk away, and she's clearly really angry. And he walks around the corner, and he slumps against the wall, puts his head in his hands, and he cries. Oh. And I was just reading that kind of going. Oh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry Mr. Come Man. Come on my shoulder and weep. But in the in the book and in the TV series, there's this one scene where Mossy Xiang decides that he's going to ask her to marry him, and he gets his cousin. Oh my god! I'm come. sorry about the Johnny Thay fiasco. Do you mind if I do the accent, Neve? I'm going to uh, ask if I may. Mossy Xiang has not known to have any contagious disease. Communicable disease. Communicable of any diseases kind. of any kind. And it's no, no gosh. girl's father nor priest imagine? has ever had reason to call on Mossy Xiang. The man who fancies you, who you don't really Gets fancy, his cousin to and his comes and comes up to you and says, it's "This man has no communication." No, but he actually what says it. Hell? He says it both later on in the TV series and in the book, where he says that I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry for the Johnny Tay fiasco, um, but um, but I needed to make you look at me. You didn't even look on the same side of the street as I walked, oh, and I was just kind of like, oh, it's the sort of I'd get my the cousin, scene. the matchmaker, to make you think about me in that way if you weren't even looking at me like I was a man. Well, literally, if you had a little handkerchief, it would be pressed to your breast. And, and it is the perfect pride and the bad proposal followed oh, by, by the, the good so proposal. Much oh lord, oh lord! I mean, imagine coming up to somebody and saying, um, "Your family Where are the rubbish. kids? They're out. How long have we got? Not An hour. Oh. That should do." <laughs> oh, oh, this. I mean, that's what upset me the most because the end scene, the, the final chapter in the book. It just brings together everything that Elizabeth. They're learned. intellectually equal. They're passionately equal. And he grabs her and throws her against the wall. And no, but I mean, like far just, more oh. than like Neely is never an equal to her. She is never no. an equal to the actor dude. Well, Danny no, doesn't even. Either, he's not like even on the same he's planet. Boy. He's a child. He's a boy. He's a He's a very pretty. And she's actually met boy. this guy well, who'll no. give her the independence that she wants. And it's so raw and just passionate and emotional. Yep. And then you watch the TV series and they're dancing, dancing at a wedding like, with all the people who hate her. Darcy, Mr. Oh, Darcy, God. Mrs. Darcy, why? Why ruin? Why ruin a perfect? If anybody movie? has the Pride and Prejudice 2005 film oh, and you haven't watched the special God. features, in particular oh, the deleted American scenes and the alternative American ending, do oh, not watch do not on watch. pain of death. It's like if you've got the North and South box set and you've got the special features. Don't, don't watch, watch the, the interviews. The interview. You know how beautiful he is when he's sat on the train and, and he's, he's all sulky and stuff. Silky and he grabs her and he kisses And then you the see him tanned and with like this weird necklace. greasy hair and oh, oh no. It's very bad. I'm sure oh. he's lovely in real life like <laughs> but it's such a shock when you see him be all like Elizabeth and <laughs> oh. No. How long have you rambled on for now? A while. Sucky. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this book. Um, if you're, you know, got a Valentine's. Sorry, day, we're coming up on twenty-five minutes. If I you've, think um, five. if you've uh, not got anything really, you're doing on Valentine's Day like me. If um, you're single, you should so read this book. Read this book because it man. gives you give faith, you, man. Give yourself a little kind of treat, you know. Get and if you're in a couple, read romantic. this book because you'll look at your partner and he will be inadequate. And if you're a single man, read this book and learn. You just memorise certain memorize. passages. The last chapter, memorise that, and then, you know... Actually, memorise the bad the bad proposal chapter too, yes, because no, that's just hilarious, and you should really know what not to say. <laughs> but no, it's Do not book. say he has no, no communicable diseases. diseases. Of any kind. It's a beautiful book. It's well written. It's got a great plot. It's gripping from the first half. It's I'd great recommend fun. it. I'd recommend it to anybody, really. I mean, I definitely... We have recommended it to, yeah. to quite a few people. I would recommend the TV series first. 
Oh, because the TV series is very pretty and it ends all nicely and then when you read oh, the yeah, book you'll just be kind of like oh, this is so much better, better. yeah but I, it's just oh I don't know I, I've read the book first and I really enjoyed it but again I don't know the TV series is equally good I think I'd personally read the book first and then have the TV series I'm just so treat. disappointed like by the, the like the whole TV series I absolutely love it I would give it like an A minus the whole way through mm. and then the final scene oh, it's like it's a awful. B it's not tragic. even maybe um, because it's just so cutesy and it's so not in tone with the no, actual ending no. of the book it really drove me nuts i was screaming at the television for a good five minutes she was we literally jumping up and down on the chair going this is wrong this I is wrong i missed something i mean the bit the end it's just that. when's the sex coming i mean for a start Liam cunningham is fit i want to see him grab somebody and throw him against a wall that's bankable material in, for in later. like the good way not like <laughs> rhett butler and not in the rep no, 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 no far better than rhett far too you see scarlet needed a a mossy, not a not a rat. Yeah. Anyway, we all the, need a mossy. We all need a mossy. A, gro- a rolling stone and all that. Anyhow, on <laughs> anyway, that really tragically <laughs> bad. Pun, on that tragic, sad note. Um, of, we'll sign well, off once more. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Yep. And uh, obviously, you'll get more of this in written format on <laughs> the blog, which is leadsbookclub.pog. Blog spot. 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 Blog spot.